Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Welcome to Money Making Conversations. It's the show that shares the secrets of success experienced firsthand by marketing and branding expert Rashawn McDonald. I will know. He's given me advice on many occasions, and in case you didn't notice, I'm not broke. You know he'll be interviewing celebrity CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It's what he likes to do. It's what he likes to share. Now it's time to hear from my man, Rashawn McDonald. Money Making Conversations. Here we go. The opinions expressed on this show are not those of Clark Atlanta University or WCLK. Some of the guests highlighted on this show may be clients of 3815 Media, the producers of this show. WCLK provides this platform as a public service and not as an endorsement of the guests or products discussed. Welcome to Money Making Conversations. It's the show that shares the secrets of success experienced firsthand by marketing and branding expert Rashawn McDonald. I will know. He's given me advice on many occasions, and in case you didn't notice, I'm not broke. You know he'll be interviewing celebrity CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It's what he likes to do. It's what he likes to share. Now it's time to hear from my man, Rashawn McDonald. Money Making Conversations. Here we go. Hi, I'm Rashawn McDonald. Welcome to the Money Making Conversation Masterclass Show. The interviews and information that this show provides are for everyone. It's time to start reading other people's success stories and start living your own. My guest is the director of Candace Parker, the intimate ESPN film, Candace Parker, Unpologetic. Candace is one of the biggest stars in basketball, a WNBA champion and pioneer who not only fulfilled the weighty expectations of her being surrounded with this great potential as a young teenager, but redefined what it means to be a woman's sports star in the 21st century. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation Masterclass, the director, Joey Jacoby. How you doing, Joey? I'm doing really well. Thank you for having me. Well, first of all, you know, when I, I got excited, it came across my desk. There was a Candace Parker uh, docu uh, film that was out there, and I got a chance to interview the director because there's a certain mindset because you look at things from a certain perspective. And the first thing I wanted to know, like, I was looking at your background, you know, body of work includes return to, Mexi- to Mexico, 2009, yep. London, 2012. Guess something else you're going to point? <laughs> no, that was the, that's actually the, the film. Yeah. Absolutely. I know. I know. Games of the yeah. uh, Olympia 2012 and uh, Sarah and Suzanne 2014. Now, when I look at that and then I look at the Candace Parker, how did you feel that was something that you wanted to navigate your strengths into that particular docuseries? Yeah. Um, I mean, yes, I think I've always been, I started off in sports. I was working. Right. Um, 
with ESPN um, straight out of college and worked my way up to being like a senior producer there. And I became known for telling stories that were about when things are more, when, when sport um, changes the world and enacts social change. So one of the first pieces was Return to Mexico City, 1968. And, you know, that was the reason um, that was, you know, that was where, where we went with that. But um, Candace is, is, is within my wheelhouse in terms of sports, but um, in the later years, I've been doing more biopics and, and really right. in-depth um, studies of people. And I connected with Candace, um, you know, as a fan, first of all, I was a huge fan of her work. And mm -hmm. there are people that I look around and I'm like, you know, when they're talking about goats of the WNBA, sometimes Candace's name isn't as high as I think it deserves to be on those lists. Um, she is looked over beyond, you know, they always are talking about Sue and Diana Taurasi. And, you know, we start to hear a lot of these names before Candace's. And I'm wondering why. And I really wanted to present a very, you know, objective data driven film where you're seeing, you know, her work speak for itself and learning about her journey. And when you really dig deep into Candace, what's interesting about her is that she is unique to any of to all of these athletes, all of these women athletes, because she had a child very early in her career. Yes, she, she was literally a rookie and had all of this expectation put on her and still has 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 been one of the greatest. Um, beyond that, it's you know, when you you also learn that she was playing nearly 365 days a year basketball <laughs> professionally. Mm -hmm. And can you imagine what that puts on the strain on a person's body going mm -hmm. to Russia, China, Istanbul for the majority of her year and really looking at the WNBA as a summer job as like, you know, her side job, her side hustle, because it wasn't paying the bills. And that's the story for so many other elite women athletes in this country. They have to go abroad to make a living. So I really wanted to just show what her life really encompasses and, and there's all of the challenges that this woman has gone through and still, you know, been, she's the only WNBA star to ever win um, a championship with three different franchises. So, you know, it's her, she's the winning sauce. She's the reason it's not, you know, it doesn't matter where she goes, she's going to win. Um, and you know, she had a lot of unlucky years in, in Lake, um, in LA, um, you know, the management there was really messed up. So right. I feel like I wanted to just put it, put out, you know, I really just objectively looked at her story, put it out there. Um, and, and you can see, and, and you did, you know, and you did, yourself, Joey, I'm speaking to Joey Jacoby. She's the director of the, uh, new docufam, a biopic, uh, Candace Parker, Unapologetic, uh, ESPN Films. Um, the word that keeps coming up over and over is underrated and underappreciated. You know, yeah. and I never, I, I'm going to tell you, I remember, I, I saw it live when Candace Parker won that slam dunk contest against J.R. You Smith. were there. I, I, I saw it, you know, so wow. that's how I, and I remember I met her in the spring and I brought that up to her about the impact of that dunk. And, but I, and so, and I realized that, you know, and she told me her father said, you're more than that dunk, you know, and uh, not, not 
base your career on that dunk when I spoke to her. And yeah. could I asked her that question in front of a room full of, uh, she was a panelist mm-hmm. uh, along with uh, LA, LA Rams coach Sean McVay. And so, but the thing that comes across to me when I look at the word unappreciated and underrated is that Candace Parker is absolutely beautiful. And I'm wondering, has that been something that's been used against her because she's so attractive? If she wasn't, to me, if she wasn't an athlete, she could probably be a model. Could that have, you know, she's a cute girl, she doesn't work hard, things get her way, you know, could that have hurt her in her athletic world that she's just attractive woman that really doesn't put in the work and probably just gets handed things? Your thoughts? I think I think that there has been animosity towards her by her peers because of the way she looks, because right. of her appearance. Um, thoughts that she was getting endorsements or she's getting marketing pushes right. because of her looks um, versus other athletes. Um, you know, she also is a person who is very much committed to her work and her family. So she's not out there in the streets hanging with her teammates all the time. Like she's not that person. So she's a very private person who spends a lot of time with her family or doing or on the court and training and getting her body and being ready for the game and now broadcasting and the other things that she's doing. But yeah, I mean, she's about her business. So I definitely think that between her appearance Um, And the perceptions that come with that, um, coupled with the fact that she's really um, a focused competitor, probably made her peers have a lot of animosity towards her. And we saw that in the in the 2019 poll that came out, which we talk about in the film, where they said she was the most underrated. Appreciated. Overrated. The word overrated came out. You know, like I said, this, you know, we say unapologetic, but this could have been uh, overrated. It could have been underappreciated. It could have been underrated. Because a a lot of titles could have been tied to a name. But, you know, the one that comes up, I've appreciated her talent. I've I've appreciated what she's brought to the table. I appreciate the skill set that I see with her on TNT during the March of Madness. I mean, she's, you know, these are just things I see as a person who goes, she's brilliant. She has a sense of humor. And I can tell she does her hard work, the hard, the hard work that needs to be put in place because she's a female person reporting on male sports. That's when yeah. you got to have your act together. But right? the commentary that she, she provides mm-hmm. is I always tell people like I, I represent Stephen A. Smith and I always tell him when people I'm, I'm a sports junkie. I said when somebody tells me something that I go, wow, I never would have thought of that. That means that a person has a special gift or a talent. And she's one of those people. Now, along the way, you know, you know, her brother got drafted in the NBA as a first round pick. And so at, so athleticism drove that family and she was the youngest in the family. So she basically was treated like one of the boys, <laughs> which drove her competitively. But yeah. if you look back, when I first see her and I, it wasn't mentioned in this docuseries, I just think of Cheryl Miller. You know, who I, you know, she's tall like her, she's skin complexion like her, she's attractive like her. And I didn't hear Cheryl Miller name mentioned in the documentary. Was that intentional or that would have strayed in a different direction for the documentary if we'd have brought Cheryl Miller tone into this documentary? You know, I, I, I don't, I feel like we were really trying to, there were so only so many minutes and I definitely know that Cheryl Miller is somebody that Candace looks up to. 
Right. Um, but there is, it, I think, really just keeping it to time made things like that have to go at times. Like I remember we had, you know, more about Lisa and her relationship. Like, right. You know, they were very close and she looked up mm -hmm. to her very much. And, you know, had, as a mother in the NBA as well, WNBA. So there were just unfortunately, you know, some of those other stories. I, I wish we could go further and more in depth on some of the pioneers that she looks right. up to um, and that that she really respects the game of because she's a she's someone who studies and right. she she came up in, you know, 1996. She's 10 years old or something. And, you know, that's when the WNBA was created. So that right. was like she finally saw that basketball could become a career. Like right. that's that moment for her. So um, she definitely, you know, was a fan of Cheryl Miller. Um, I also think, you know, when you say, you know, this is a master class and you mentioned her parents. Right. Um, that was probably for me, one of the best things about the interviews and making this film was talking to her parents and learning mm -hmm. from her parents, because these are, these are, these are, these are amazing parents who, who got two of their kids into professional sports. Another kid is a doctor and went to the best university. He went to, you know, right. went to the top university in the country for medical school. These are really right. exceptional kids. How do you, how do your kids turn out like this? You know, I wanted right. to know as a mom also, right. like what are the things that you do to drive your child? And so mm -hmm. it was also a master lesson in learning from, both um, Larry and Sarah Parker about how, you know, it's, it's not about um, coddling your kids. It's not about, you know, um, treating them uh, like they're like, just because they had a dunk that they're, that they're, you know, so important. No, it's really about life lessons and showing them how things are hard and, and to keep working at it until you become the best. So that's, that's where all that comes from. Well, you know, it's really important that I ask these questions because of the fact that I'm, I'm first. I'm curious, and uh, I'm a basketball junkie, and I'm a WNBA fan, or fan of women's basketball. And then she, her, the father of their child, well, I think he was the number four pick in the NBA draft. Williams, he went to college, great basketball player. She was a great black, so number one pick in the WNBA draft. Their daughter. Did she ever, or did she ever consider sports? What was the yeah, whole approach to her? And what is she, what is her love? BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. 
Hello, America. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you don't have Consumer Cellular yet, now is the perfect time to switch and save. For a limited time, new customers can get wireless service for as low as $15 a month for your first year. Yep, the same exact nationwide coverage as the leading carriers for $15 a month for an entire year. What are you waiting for? Call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com and use code RADIO15. See ConsumerCellular.com slash FIRSTYEAR15 for promotional details. You are now tuned into the Money-Making Conversations, Minute of Inspiration with Rashawn McDonald. Nephew Tommy, a.k.a. Thomas Miles' career includes morning radio, television, film, prank phone calls, sold-out comedy tours, and hosting owns popular relationship show, Ready to Love. But he tells me about how not becoming a track star did not disappoint his dad. I did track all through high school, and I also did drama all through high school, and I chose the drama scholarship, and I actually thought that I disappointed him. And I'm getting ready to go off to college, and that's when he's standing there saying, you know, you got my dream. I was like, what are you talking about? He said, you got my dream. I said, no, I'm not. I'm not running track, Pops. I'm going to pursue this theater thing. He said, yeah, you got my dream. And that's when he tells me that he was a theater major at um, Texas Southern University, and he had to drop out of school because he had to help his mother and his father help raise his because my dad was the oldest. If you want to hear the full interview with Nephew Tommy, visit MoneyMakingConversation.com. Keep winning. Programming is made possible in part by support from 3815 Media, led by Emmy and NAACP Image Award-winning television producer Rashawn McDonald. 3815 Media offers social media management, podcast production, designs logos, and develops websites. Additional services include brand management and career development consulting services. More information is available at info at 3815media.com. Keep winning. Welcome back to the Money Making Conversations Masterclass hosted by Rashawn McDonald. Money Making Conversations Masterclass continues online at moneymakingconversations.com and follow Money Making Conversations Masterclass on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. She's an athlete. Layla's um, very tall. She's about six foot now at this point um, and 13 years old. And yeah, I mean, she plays, so she plays um, volleyball competitively and she plays soccer and she um, has recently, you know, she started to really come into basketball. I think she was avoiding it at first because her father is also from the NBA, Sheldon Williams. So, you know, it was, there's a lot of pressure there, but she actually really loves the sport. So you do get to see, um, Layla and um, Candace and even um, Anya, um, Candace's wife, on the court. Now, now you know, Joey. Now you know, Joey. They, they weren't the same skill set. I saw the doc. Now you know she. 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 I'm glad you said she's 13 because she's tall. She looks like she's about 16, 17. So she has a number of years to develop those Correct. skills. You know that's why I asked. You know from a standpoint, did she? wanted to pursue but volleyball I could see her doing that easily yeah you know but her father being an incredible athlete and performing at a high level in a college that would be pressure yeah. because it's number four pick in the draft you know what I'm saying and totally. then her mom being the number one pick in the draft because this, this becomes a docu-series about family yeah. and that's what I thought that stood out the most her family her her finding out how she, who she really was her destiny uh, as, as being a person who wanted to come out and say I'm gay I wanted to pursue this lifestyle 
the, the facts being put out there, one in five women in the WNBA are gay. And she felt that that was important. And she also mentioned the fact that oftentimes in social media, she's under attack. Whether and that's that's not fair, but she still has to deliver with that. She has the courage to live with that. Yeah. Explain to us her role and uh, and plan that out. She mentions about it, talks talks about it in the film, but talk about your perspective in building those moments to make sure we got the message correctly about her coming out specifically. Yes, ma'am. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that for Candace. You know, we you use those words at the beginning, all these expectations, you know, all these things. Right. And there was an expectation for this beautiful woman who was married to a man to be a straight woman. And right. I think that weighed on her, that um, that expectation. And, you know, uh, I think that's why it took her so long to 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 publicly say that her and Anya were together. So. Right. Really, for her, it wasn't about, you know, this big to-do coming out thing. She didn't want that. She really just wanted to be honest about who she, you know, about who she is. So she didn't, she really didn't make a huge deal of it. She put out an Instagram post. I happened to be there that day, um, picking her up from the airport. It was her anniversary. And it was her anniversary. (laughs) And she was like, you know, I'm tired of this. My wife is pregnant and she's, she's, it's, it's becoming obvious that she's pregnant. Um, and you know, people who know Candace and who are close to her, you know, were at the wedding and, and would see, you know, their family together. And, but it was really about this public moment. Um, because she, as she's bringing a life into the world, she's having a son with her wife. Um, Rightfully so. She felt she wanted to celebrate it. I think really that's what was behind her finally, you know, doing that Instagram post was just that she wanted to be able to celebrate this momentous, beautiful moment. So I'm just, I'm grateful to have been there. Well, you know, it's like it's, it's, when you do projects like this, I, you know, I've been fortunate to work on docu-series and when people allow you to tell their personal story that's this is a very intimate story that you are breaking down to us you know from the beginning middle and the end when we look at all the injuries that she has endured is she afraid when she gets in her 50s and 60s of how she would be able to deal with those injuries joey yes i mean you know you've spoken to you how many you, you've talked to retired athletes you know, mm-hmm. she has too. And she, that is one of her greatest fears is that she's not going to be able to be on the court with her son. You know, she wants to be able to play some, play some pickup with him. <laughs> like she wants to be able to walk. Right. And that we know right. is, is a difficult difficulty for a lot of retired players. And that's for the men's side. You see, she talks to a lot of the men, but right. think, about, think about what women are going through when they've been working. They played <laughs> a lot more than the men. They played all through mm-hmm. college. They played basically year round for 10 years of their career. She's just mm-hmm. started to, it was just in the last four years when she started doing um, Turner and doing broadcasting that she's been able to step away from playing year around, year round. So right. she's very mm-hmm. worried about that. But the thing about Candace is she does a lot of, you know, a lot of work to, to fix, to, to deal with that. And so we see her, with her trainers, we see her in the cold baths. 
you know, we see her doing right. the um, acupuncture. She takes all of the precautions. She's an amazing athlete that treats her body incredibly and knows how to deal with her body. Um, and, and, and she takes care of herself. So that's how she's able to do this. And so she's trying her best to do, to do this in a smart way. She's not going to push it to the end. She's not going to push it till the wheels fall off. And she also right. won't play if her body is not a hundred percent because she won't cheat the sport. She cares too right. much about the sport of basketball to ever play without being at her best. I'm sorry. I, I'm having a sound issue here. I'm going to just deal with. <laughs> is that you, Joey? Is that you? <laughs> I'm sorry. Could you just give me one second? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. One second. Um, can you no vacuum, please? <sighs> Uh, <laughs> no vacuum, I love it. Right now. No yeah, I'm on a call. Sorry, my um, housekeeper was working. She was doing her job. <laughs> she doing was her job. doing her job. Um, okay. You know, that, that allows me to, 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 to transition to dramatic moments in the um, Candace Parker unapologetic uh, film. You know, the knee injury in high school, that was a dramatic moment. The uh, passing of Pat Summit was played out in the documentary. That was a dramatic moment. Another dramatic moment that angered me, what I felt, and I knew it was happening because I was in L.A. at the time, the treatment of her by Derek Fisher. A hard takeaway from that, I think she's still mad at him because it was uncalled for and it made her look bad. Because that's some things, like I said, she's been fighting for her whole life. Give us some insight. You, a lot of it's played out into the film. It's a fantastic moment of being able to cover emotions and back it up with facts. Tell us about how you was how you pulled that together. Yeah, um, you know, there was there definitely still you know a lot of emotion tied to that. But those years, those later years at the at the Sparks were hard for her, really hard for her, and and. And then, you know, when I interviewed some of the journalists that were covering that period, like Jamel Hill and also um, Ramona Sher Sherborne, um, they also could have attested to that and, they, and to the treatment sort of that right. they were seeing from within the organization to someone who was their star. And, and it right. was really a double standard, if you think about it, because would you ever... Imagine them treating LeBron like that or, right. you know, like the person who is the star of your team that, you know, your headliner and and you you're devaluing them. I mean, there were other things, too. I mean, there was time. Well, look, look, James Harden, he can get up and say, I want to get traded. He got he said, I want out of Houston. Didn't show up. I want out of Brooklyn. Didn't show up. I want out of Philly. Didn't show up. Now you're over there messing up the Clippers team. Right. So you're absolutely right. There is a double standard. Right. This man has proven he's done no championships. Right. But every time he's mad or don't like something, he's out. And right. here's the person who's won three championships. Yes. And at the time, I had won one, one championship and delivered to the Gone the to the finals multiple times. Yes. Yes. 
Yes, yes, yes. And I was like, you know, it was really interesting because of the fact that when you I see people because you're helpless because you're at the mercy of individuals, you're at the mercy of perception, you're at the mercy of still. She still is an attractive person and people being stereo, laying these stereotypes on her about what, what they think she are, she is, and she hurt again and all these things that she has to deal with as a star talent. She's been dealing with all her life. Yeah. But when I look at the documentary, the year that stood out as probably her year that she just will remember for the rest of her life is 2016. Oh, yeah. 2016 was not a very good year for Candace Parker. Talk to us about that. Yeah, I mean, it was a lot. It was, you know, I think the biggest, the, the, it started off really, really bad with the Olympics. Um, you know, right. She is a two-time gold medalist. Um, and you know, she's asked to go to a camp, asked to go away from her family, work in this camp, prove herself. She's being told that she's doing amazing. She's killing it out there as one of the best players in a field of great players. I mean, America has the greatest women basketball players in the world. That's it. We right. do. Mm -hmm. And they, and, but can and Candace is, is one of the best. Right. And so. What you right. see there is this coach who happens to be from the rival school, college school that she went, you know, went to. Um, Gino Ariyama from Connecticut is the coach of the U.S. Olympic team, but he was also the coach of the of the Connecticut team where Diana went, where Sue went. Um, a lot of great athletes. And three other, and three other people yes. who made the Olympic team. It was five of them total. Correct. And Gina also, quote unquote, was not a fan of Pat Summit. Let's go and be real. No, and Pat Summit was his rival at the University of Tennessee. Right. So that moment right there, you know, the 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 the, the, the other other down moment was of course Pat Summit. Yeah. Uh, lost her life in 2016. Yes. Um, and then last. You know, but she did. The, the positive moment was she did win her second. I mean, when, when she did win her WNBA championship right. in 2016. And I think that was fueled by the fire, you know, that she had in her um, after losing Pat, you know, coming. Like the thing about Candace is whenever there's, you know, things that are, are, are bad or think she's down, that actually she uses it. And I find this with a lot of great athletes. She uses it and, and you know, very successful people in general, is that she right. uses it to motivate herself. And um, she she channels that energy and that sadness, the grief. Her, her marriage was also, you know, breaking up at that time. She was separating in 2016. Absolutely, with Sheldon Williams. Yeah, with Sheldon. And so, I mean, it was a lot for her that year. And she had something to prove. And she, you know, she brought home the championship finally to to the Lakers, I mean, to the Sparks, um, the LA Sparks. And yeah, it was, it was a very dramatic year. So I, I hope I really wanted to make sure that that felt impactful for the audience. Oh, very impactful. Joey, a tremendous job. You know, uh, I'm you. just, I'm just enjoying the moment. I, I watched the film on the day of the, the day of the interview. So this is all fresh in yes. my mind. 
Uh, but like I said, in 2016, she won for the LA Sparks. Then she got traded to her hometown, Chicago, where she won her second championship. And this past year in 2023, unfortunately, she was hurt at the time, but she did win her third championship with the, with the Aces of Las Vegas, which is one of my favorite teams, by the way. Believe yeah. me, I'm a WNBA fan. Yes, okay. I love it. And uh, Miss Wilson is a star, and Miss Plum, I just love them all. I know. And uh, Miss Gray, who was a teammate with her when she was with the Sparks. And she's in the Again, film. you kind of like it was a it was uh, it was a memory lane. I don't know who's gonna interview you in, the, in from these moments or interviews have. I like to believe they can never be as detailed and as much fun as I am. Joey, no. thank you for coming on my show, Money Making Conversation Masterclass. I will definitely promote this. Candace Parker, thank Unapologetic, you. ESPN film, directed by Joey Jacoby. It's November twelfth. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for this edition of Money Making Conversations Masterclass. Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rushan McDonald is produced by 3815 Media Inc. More information about 3815 Media Inc. is available at 3815media.com. And always remember to lead with your gifts. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now.